Hi everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Game of Power. My name is Maxwell Murray, I'm your host, and we're in a little bit of a different environment. We're actually back in my hometown, back home for the week. Um, I'm from Warrell, Maryland. For those, of you that, for those of you that don't know, I'm from Warrell, Maryland. Warrell's right in between D.C. and Baltimore, um, right in the suburbs, so about 30 minutes from Baltimore and then about... 45 to an hour from D.C. So, yeah, I know it's cool being home. I've been home for about a day. I got to BB Bop. BB Bop is like, BB Bop is this bowl restaurant that's like the Korean version of Chipotle. And it is literally one of my favorite places to eat ever. And so, you know, one day my goal is to bring BB Bop from Maryland to New York. I definitely think... That would be one of the most fire things I could do. Like, that would be mad fun. So, definitely trying to do that one day. But not nah, being home is cool. Like, the biggest difference between being home and being in New York is definitely just driving. Like, here you got to kind of drive everywhere. You know, even if I want to go get some food, go to the mall, I have to drive far. So, that's kind of just the biggest difference between that. I'll be here for a little while, so I'm just trying to enjoy it for So, see how everything goes. Our first guest today. It's going to be Alan. Alan's an artist. He is a fashion designer as well. He's a painter. And so super excited to just have him on and kind of see what see what the vibes are. See see what it's like, you know, being an artist in today's generation. You know, I think one thing I want to definitely get into is like the difference between being an artist, you know, back in the day versus now when you have platforms like TikTok, um, Instagram and stuff like that. Definitely think. Yo. Yo, yo. What's going on, bro? How you doing? Oh, you might have just hit mute. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. All good? What can I hear? What's going on here? You good? You hear me? Yo. Hello? I don't know why I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Just put like a thumbs up. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I can't hear you. Hold on. All good, all good. Let me, uh, okay, no. let me try to rejoin. Hold on. All right, bet. All right, bet. See, that's the thing. On live, we do definitely have our... But that's how we record live, because we both. So, let's do it. Hey. Yo? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. All right, bet, 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 bet. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Been hitting you up for for a minute, trying to trying to get you on. So, I definitely, like, appreciate, you know, you, you popping out. Can you just uh, maybe introduce your, yourself for a little bit, real quick? Of course. Um, my name is Alan Wilson. I'm an artist, and I am originally based in New York. Um, I guess I can give New York the, uh, the credit, but I wouldn't. I think the credit really came from Virginia, so that's why, like, shout out to DMV. That's Big love, because uh, when I lived in Virginia... Um, junior year and senior year uh and then two years maybe two to three years after that that's when I really became an artist so I'm like a painter creative uh I don't really like to box myself in but I like to paint so I would say that's like my main you know thing right now and that's you know, I'm a fine lover so you know cheers maybe, so, cheers, you know. cheers cheers my bad I don't got no I don't got no drink on me but definitely here I, for the state open you feel me like <laughs> We'll pour one up, pour one up for sure. 
Well, I just kind of wanted to tap into to the artist mentality a little bit. Uh, tell me this. Like you said, you kind of got into it. It sounds like a little bit when you got older, you said in Virginia. Right. What is uh, kind of think, take me back to like the kid version of you. Like, were you always kind of into art in a lot of different ways? Like, how did you end up progressing and being like, yo, I'm going to start painting? Like, what was that transition like? I got a funny story for you. So I would have thought that when I was growing up, all I wanted to do was play professional soccer, right? If you would have asked me this maybe two years ago, um, I found out from my mom. My mom is the type of mother that keeps files ever since we were younger, you know? So she kept a file from school, like a piece of paper that actually I sent to my dad. And uh, he passed when I was 11. But I sent it to him when I was very young, maybe in like kindergarten. Um, and it was basically a picto art of an artist painting on an easel. Wow. And I put to daddy from Alan. So when I saw that last year, I was like, I had that moment like, was I always supposed to be an artist? Because if you asked me a few years ago, I would have disagreed with you. And um, I wouldn't have known before 15 that I was even supposed to paint or do any of these artistry things. So no, I didn't really know I was going to be an artist. I think it really was like bread when I had, I felt as if, and I, it's not that I felt as if, but maybe I really didn't have a voice. Mm. And that it's um, maybe when that inner self is screaming outside and it's like, yo, I got to speak about something. Yeah. And that, the artistry really comes alive. And that's why I actively tell people anyone can be an artist, anybody. If you want to paint, you can paint. If you want to draw, you can draw. I fucking sucked, to be honest. <laughs> but I really did not. I was not good. Um, my first thing was drawing um, skulls and skeletons. I was not good. I just kept drawing them. I felt like I have this now understanding that if you kind of associate something like, if you're obsessed with something and getting better, eventually you're going to get really good at that. Fact, to the point I think it's a natural born talent. Was That's it? That's not true. That's you not true. I like that. I like, and I like how you said you had this inner voice that, that needed to go and come out and, and it, you felt like that was screaming out of you. And like for me, I felt that way back in junior high school and that's when I started my first business like called Power Struggle and obviously now we have Game of Power which is like a show and I've been like non like kind of non real not realizing it but like always building up to this point even yeah. if part of the journey looks a little bit you know crooked tell me this like from someone that says yo I don't I, you know I make a lot of different type of art I don't even necessarily like being put in a box of art What's your definition of an artist? Hmm. I think the definition of an artist is the same thing that attracted me in the first place, which was, uh, all right, so the first artist that I've ever was attracted to was Basquiat, obviously, for many people, because they be like, oh, you know, like, your work reminds me of Basquiat. But for me, it was never the work, it was the lifestyle. So I think the lifestyle is the, the biggest thing of an artist. It's the lifestyle. It's how the person lives that life because that reflects the artwork. What are you doing as an artist? You're reflecting on your lifestyle. You're reflecting on your experiences, the things that you've been through. So to me, that's the big, biggest aspect of being an artist is the lifestyle. And like, I would pay attention to Basquiat and his lifestyle is just the way that he lived was very, um, as a friend in the past would call it and call me, it was unconventional. It was something different. 
And I think as an artist, you're just expressing yourself in a way that could be unconventional. It can be different, but it comes from the lifestyle. It's less of the work per se. It's more of the lifestyle. It's more of the how you carry yourself, how you express yourself, you know? I think those things bleed through a lot more. I can say for any famous artist out there, it's more so the reason they were famous was less about their work. It's not to say their work wasn't great, but it was more so about their uh, contributions to society in terms of what they said and what they did and how they lived their life, you know? That's fire. That's fire. I, I definitely like... Bacon? Excuse me? You ever heard of Francis Bacon? No, I haven't. Tell me a little bit about him. Francis Bacon, um, I'm not going to sit here and try to get speci like specific because I might be wrong, but um, he was a very, very great artist back in maybe 100 years ago, maybe less or maybe more. And um, a lot of his artists was very, like, his art was very uh, brutal. You know, there's a lot of, like, things in there. It was a little sadistic in, in, in ways. But the way that he was raw and honest with the way that he portrayed his art and the way that he uh, explained his art, and you could see it through his lifestyle, the whole goal was never to be perfect, you know? And that's not what any of this is. And I think there is this idea of like, I guess in this modern day society is to be perfect because we got all these eyes and, and, yeah. and we got to do all the right moves, but that's not what this is about. It's about being honest and being reflective of your experiences and like basically sharing that, you know, sharing that honesty and that mirror of like, this is what I went through. This is what I got out of it. This is what I learned. And here's the process. And like, that's, that's what really, really respected about him because maybe a lot of the things he said wasn't that popular. It wasn't that society accepted, you know, as a norm. So tell me this, tell me this. You, you talk about, you talk about Basquiat, you talk about other artists. They were in a generation where they could make their stuff and, and put it out all this time. But they didn't have the type of eyes or the type of, uh, you know, access to platforms or access to the world that we have now. And I feel like I'm curious to ask you, how does the current, you know, between TikTok and Instagram and trends and what's popping and what's not, how does that play potentially even a negative uh, impact on being an artist, on just creating what's honest to you compared to, what could get views or what could you know draw that notoriety on the other end of the other end of the uh stick okay so uh what i would say is um personally i think tiktok is a very very good platform to put your things out there because of the algorithm in which it can reach people that you would never think it could reach and um you know, as an artist, I would use it. I didn't utilize it when it first came out. I didn't see it for what it was. I was a little bit stingy. But now I would say, like, it's good. As long as you're being yourself, you can you control your image. So as long as you're controlling your image and you're doing what you need to do, you're representing yourself in a way. It's not corny. It's nothing. Um, at the same time, I do believe that some of my favorite artists or maybe artists that I was fond of, they probably wouldn't like this time. You know, like, it's not easy. That's to what I'm thinking with the entire world, you know, and knowing that the entire world might see, you know, you got to think about that. What, what place are you creating from when it's actually happening? When the creation is being born, what are you thinking about? And, and the fact that nowadays, when we think about when we create, it's not just like, oh, okay, I'm gonna make this and maybe all the folks in my village or my neighborhood might see it. But now it's like anyone in the world might see it. And yes, that can be a cool thing. And 
the business in terms of commerce in terms of you know success but when you're talking about vulnerability and you're you putting yourself out there it might be a thing that you might be uncomfortable and struggle with so i can imagine them in terms of that in the way that they were doing work maybe their work was a lot more personal because it wasn't globally accessible yeah right because so, like if you if you had a if you because like that's how i'm thinking right how mm -hmm. does the mentality of i'm playing i can you know make a piece in front of the world playing the difference of i can make a few pieces like you said in front of my village though ship those off and maybe be more of like an alias it seems like i don't know playing devil's advocate you probably could be a little more true in yourself if you didn't have to think about um at all like what you know the world would be like yeah it's like you being around family versus you being around maybe people you don't know or friends of friends you're gonna be mm. a, you're gonna be yourself but a different version of yourself you know so in that same regard i think that even back in the day before they had all the technology they were being really themselves because it wasn't this idea that it's going to be shared with the entire world and of course that's the goal but at the end of the day i think for any artist it's knowing like like what do you do this for like is this for attention money stature gallery attention or is this for your soul yourself your heart your being like what what is it aligned to and that's the decision you have to make because you know like even growing up i was told at a very young age like at the age where we're all questioning do we go to college do we do this do we get a job i was told like hey you're not going to get money as an artist until you're dead and so i was told and i took that information and i ran with it in the sense of okay I'm gonna prove you wrong now. Wow. I'm gonna show you different now. Like it's not yeah. what you. That's fine. That's fine. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your style, a little bit about your aesthetic, uh, what you've been making, whether that's clothes or paintings. Um, kind of talk to me a little bit about what you've been working on recently. So uh, recently, I've been doing, I've been making my business to do a lot more canvases, because uh, clothes are easy to make. Don't get me wrong. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, for anyone that's listening, when you make a, I'm not a gatekeeper. I believe in sharing information and sharing knowledge. You know, you do what you will with it. I think anyone can be anything. Go ahead. I'm not going to be one of those. Like, I'm going to keep the information so you don't know. You can use, you don't have to use fabric paint to paint on clothes. Biggest misconception. The biggest misconception is that if you use paint on clothes, it's going to wash off. Misconception. Use some quality paint. You can get some quality paint from uh, Blick, Michaels, anywhere. It's not that expensive. It's under $8 for a good size tube. And you have some quality paint. I'm going to show you right now. Yeah, hell yeah. See this right here? This brand right here? The red yeah. one? You could get this paint. This is good paint. You could get that for under $8, like I just said. It's a good tube of paint. And you can put that on any clothing. It'll stay. You can wash it. I, I'll show you a live action. These pants right here. Say I've, that. I've washed these pants, I don't even know, 10, 20 times. The paint's still vibrant. You can see every color. It's never washed off. So at the end of the day, now, as an artist, it's all about technique. How do you do that? How do you make that happen? 
And that's not for me to ask, it's for you to find out. And it's a matter of trial and error. If you go on YouTube or if you try to search for all the answers, maybe you might not find them. But if you go out and you do it, you'll find it, you'll figure it out. And that's how I figured it out, by just doing it. I didn't take, oh, you have to go to Michael's and get fabric paint to paint. No, I didn't take that. I just did what I had to do. I did what I had and I worked with it and I watched it and I saw it. trial and error. That's how you do Fail as many times as you can. That's how you figure out how it really works. So lately I've been doing canvases. Um, I'm going to show you. Since yeah, show me something. Right here. I'm working on this pigeon right now. Okay. So I'm working Jeez. on this pigeon. Pigeon right now. This is a commission, but I'm working on this pigeon right now. And, uh, you seem so like I you're very into pigeons and birds. I seen. I love birds. Aesthetic. I'm very into birds. I was actually commissioned to do this. I probably would have never painted the pigeon otherwise, but here we are. It's a nice 18 by 36. So 18 this way, 36 this way. So it's a very tall piece. And then um, other than that, I was doing this this crow piece. People Jeez. haven't seen this updated version of it on my Instagram at least, but. I'm working on this. This is very important to me. I love crows. I identify with crows. So, you know, it's it's in the works. I'm still debating what I want to do next or whatever. But my biggest focus was getting that crow right. And as you can see, there's a bunch of canvases oh, here. You know, I got a bunch of canvases here. Just Jeez. people don't know. This one is already basically accounted for, sold, and, you know, for a lot of money. I'm not even going to say how much. Nice crow. So, you know, I just, I keep all my canvases, by the way. If it, if it don't sell, you keep it because you never know the value. The value, you set the value and you keep it. And if it doesn't meet what you've set, you keep that, you know, like until one day. Because imagine you sell a piece because you don't think much of it or you need some money. You sell $500 and then later you find out, man, I could have sold this for yeah. 5K. It's not unheard of. Yeah, no, I have 100%. No. Tell me this. I got two more questions for you. I'm sorry for, for keeping you on. I'm just, uh, I'm curious about two things. The The first thing is when you go about putting together these these paintings, especially even the ones closer to, I've seen like the, the ones that you had on even on the ground, do you begin with the end in mind or like what is your process on coming from kind of idea uh, to like blank canvas to like actually getting through that whole that whole journey. Uh, I'm just curious about how you kind of put together your your painting. So uh, recently, I've uh, recently sketched some paintings, but formally, the the bird ones you've seen I've sketched. Before that, I don't sketch. I don't have any idea in mind. Um, maybe a vague one, maybe something far off, but nothing concrete, nothing like I see it looking like this. Um, before, my process was really just finding out where it went and enjoying the process of finding where it went. And like, sometimes it has some hurdles, it's some changes, some things, but you work with that. At the end of the day, you let the paint dry and you cover it if you don't like it and you redo it. There's been paint, like there's been pieces I had to redo. and. Hmm. I did you know so my process typically was always to run and just start painting i didn't i didn't sketch a, a thing you just have to know what supplies you're using whether it's oil pigment stick and like my advice to anyone as an artist if you use acrylic use some oil pigment stick sometimes but just know like use it in the end 
of your painting. Don't use it in the beginning because that oil, that ain't going to dry for weeks. Your acrylic mm. dry in hours, seconds, minutes, however long. Um, my approach has always been feel it out, figure it out. If you make a mistake, feel that out. If I put the wrong color, how would I know if I didn't put the wrong color? You know, you yeah. got to build it out. Sometimes you got to make certain moves in life. You can't. And even as a fine artist, you're paying so much money for these canvases, typically. And I found that you don't want to ruin them. There's that fear. As you get bigger and bigger in canvases, they start costing 50 60 100 $120. That's a lot of money. Oh, yeah, I didn't oh. even think about that. So you're so now not only are you expecting something of yourself to deliver on this canvas, but you're also expecting as a businessman for me, I'm expecting to get a return from this one day. So I want to produce a piece that's going to stand some time. So like that's all in my mind when I do it. But you also got to just go into it, make the mistakes and just go in. When once you have no fear, that's when you really can like see when all the talents that you have really appear, they, they come in, they go in, they work for you, you're a problem solver. I call myself, I'm not the best painter, I'm just a really good improviser. I'm good okay. at Okay. Like, it don't matter what it is, whether it's a shirt, t-shirt, hoodie, canvas, pants, I will improvise and make it work. I will work with the materials around my house. I don't even know what it is, but always have a blow dryer on deck. That's what I was saying. Always That's have Tell me this. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna go into the future a little bit. Obviously, we see digital art is is coming up and is becoming pretty big, and and people are making a lot of money off of that. Um, take me, you know, thirty years from now, maybe even forty years from now. What do you think art is gonna be like in the future? How do you think, you know, what I mean, art is gonna transcend in the next few generations? Uh, what, do you have any bold predictions about, you know, different, you know, pieces that would be very successful or like different things that you think people are going to be doing i think art is actually going to enter a stage of augmented reality if not virtual reality where uh i i, I recently met like a really great 3d animator and i was thinking in 2022 if you can be a great 3d animator then in 20 to 30 years like there should be people that can make a virtual reality an augmented reality which is art, you know, in all surrounding. Do I do I agree with it? Um, yes. But at the same time, do I find myself in that interested? No. I love the traditional aspect. I love feeling things. I love doing things with my hand. Shout out to my boy Ahab Malik. Thank you very much. For real, for real. Um, like, I, I like doing things with my hand. I think maybe it's because my, uh, my father was a mechanic, so it's a very hands-on. Yeah. For him to be like, that's like me thinking he's like, yeah, in the future, there's going to be um, mechanics in, in VR and we're all going to do a technological base. Like, that's not, it, it, you lose that sense of yeah. feeling. Touch. Touch. That's, Touch. What, that's what makes humans important, this right here, touching. Yeah. So, yes, if we're going to go into a technological future, then fine. But this is always going to be important. 100%. And in the technological standpoint, and others will stand on this. I like to think of myself as someone that's kind of in between two of the worlds. So I will understand what it is to be technological. I've done a lot of iPad art, and I ain't gonna lie. I've shit on art. And 
like um graphic designer like graphic artists are doing any type of online art like on an ipad but once i started to do it i realized oh wow this is great i could press undo whenever i want yeah yeah but <laughs> to an artist that undo button is crazy you can just press undo but when i make a canvas if i make a mistake i have to account for it that that's improvisation you have to improvise now so okay. maybe that aspect maybe i like the challenge but in the coming future no there's there's not going to be any improv bro it's going to be yeah. routine you're going to know oh if i make a mistake i can undo it and i can create this whole reality and yes there's benefits but at the same time i feel like even in the light of that when there are all these benefits to this future art there's still going to be those that really champion the traditional let's get our hands dirty let's fill our hands with paint and let's go and make this art yeah it's there's We're, always both sides in the automated society in the bionical society mistakes are going to become rare and important that's interesting that's game that's game that that's definitely something that that we should we should keep a look out for bro thank you thank you so much for for being on this episode i really appreciate your insight it's definitely cool to kind of you know see see what you're what you're what you got going on up here i feel like you know we all do different things and we all create different things it's interesting hearing you know where you're coming from based on you know everybody else i really appreciate that last question i guess um what like what what would you have to say for for the younger you you got any any advice or any game you want to spit for for the younger you yes absolutely First of all, anyone tells you you can't do it, they lie. You could do it. You can do it. Whatever it is that people say is unachievable, you can do it. All you have to do is believe in yourself. You have to find a way, and that's it. It's all about self-belief and it's belief in self. And sometimes when you're younger, it's harder. No, 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 no. Not sometimes. Most times when you're younger, it's harder to believe in yourself because you're looking to others for that belief, for that approval. But you can do it as long as you set your mind onto it what you want to do you can make it happen and you have to really believe in yourself no matter what anyone tells you your best friend your friend whatever you can do that is if if someone isn't encouraging you positively if they're not believing in you maybe you got to push them to the side and focus on yourself that's my advice to people because you know a lot of the time i was told maybe you shouldn't be doing what you're doing maybe it's not the best idea but none of them none of those people could say I'd be where I am right now. Not to say I'm even successful, but they wouldn't even thought I got this far. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge the small steps, then how are you ever going to appreciate when you make it up here? You know? I think that's a big thing like for even for me it's like there's certain things that that you're doing and it's like if people aren't calling what you're doing crazy, then like maybe you're not doing it big enough. You know what I mean? It's like if if people cuz people are not supposed to understand you you're going through your own you're going through your own you know pathway in life you got your own goals your own dreams and your own aspirations right and it's like the def it's those it's those dreams that people are like yo what are you on that are the best dreams out of all of them you know what i mean that's the thing that you should lock into that that thing where that that little thing in your head where when you tell someone your palm gets a little sweaty that time you know right before you approach a situation where you feel that in your chest you know what mm-hmm. i mean whether that's before you go talk to that girl before you go hop on that live or before you go start that show before you go hop on stage you know what i mean that feeling right there 
that's gonna take you to the promised land. That's that's the key. Only grow when you're uncomfortable. I felt that I was on stage recently doing a public speaking, and I was so uncomfortable. I was shaking. I was, I had no breath. I didn't know. I, I, you know, I thought I was good with with with, with people, and when that happened unexpectedly, I'm like, and I realized something that when like when you really do speak on stage with people, like. It requires a certain level of confidence, but like that is important to body that and to embody that. And and honestly, now I know as a as a parent or a future parent, I guess, because I'm not a parent yet. But as a future parent, it's important to know that you have to instill your child freaking confidence, so they don't yeah. go to the world to look for it. Because why are you looking now? You want to look for confidence in this world now. In this society, you want to look for confidence in this big platform. You're going to forever be searching for something. But even for those that maybe didn't get that confidence, just know you've always had it. That little idea you always had that was this big, that everyone shit on and said that it wasn't real or maybe it couldn't happen. That little idea is that little sperm. And that's how you was born. Yeah. <laughs> that's the game. That's the game. Well, man, I appreciate you. You know, I I definitely I want to tap in. Obviously, we we got some shoots that we we definitely got to get to going forward. We got to just chill. Uh, definitely meet in person. But bro, I really appreciate you for coming on the show. You've been dropping gems. So. I really appreciate everything you do, and you you continue to inspire me. Like you inspire me, man. Whenever I like see what you're doing, and I see what you're talking about, it's very inspiring. And I just I'm happy for what you're doing for most people that view your things. It's it's beautiful, really. Thank you, bro. Thank you. That really, that really means a lot. You know, I mean, I try to, you know, definitely be present and just hopefully, you know, every video or every, you know, little thing can hopefully inspire at least one person. And it's like, even if you post that thing and it's like, oh, that had, you know, 200 views, like as long as somebody seen that or seen it, it's like, that's, that's the vibe. You know, it's interesting. They say like a lot of times you can feel selfish putting out content, but truthfully you are selfish not putting out content if you got something to say you know what i mean it's like it is unselfish saying some of the things that you need to go and say to the people so that the people can hear that and take what however take it and however they take it and go and apply it to their lives and however they see fit you know what i mean so i definitely think you know everything that that you're doing everything that i'm doing like as long as we have good intentions as long as we're trying to help people and just be beneficial to society like everything will fall in line and like just keep going, keep it, pushing in. It really matters, man. I did a public speaking and people that I didn't know came up to me and told me that it inspired them. And I I didn't think that my words would ever inspire somebody to come up to me to say it inspired me. And, you know, I give that person a hug and I was just like, wow, like, that's crazy. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's just crazy. So you never know what you're doing and how that really drives people and, you know, how that's important. And at the end of the day, like, you never know. Sometimes you have to keep your head down and focus on what you're doing, and you keep that going. And then when you actually pick your head up, you, you sit there and you realize, like, everybody that, that's impacted. And, you know, now in today's society, we're all, you know, a lot of people are worried about their impact, and they're worried about being famous and, like, you know, like, influencing others. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're influential, you're influential. If you're not, you're not. Doesn't matter if it's on social media and you're influential. If you're not influential in person, how could you ever actually be? Facts. You know, facts. It's real shit. Actually, live it, and that's. Yeah.
at all times, at all times. Well, thank you, man. Thanks again for, for hopping on the show. I'm going to definitely tap in with you soon. Till then, next time, keep keep working, keep going. We posted that that picture of your clothes, and people were like, damn, like, what's going on? Like, what is this? Like, people were DMing us, like, what's this? Like, definitely got to keep going, you know? I definitely got to keep tapping in and, and learning more about your brand. Obviously, keep keep promoting it, because, like, the people are, are asking. They're like, what's going on? I love what is it. this? I love it. <laughs> That's perfect. Right. So we go. Right. Honestly, we're gonna talk. We're gonna meet up. Hopefully, like uh, honestly, in the next week. Anytime before the twenty seventh, I'm free. So, already. And me. All right, man. All right, stay safe. Thanks for thanks for hopping on the show. I'm gonna see you All right. soon. For having it, man. See you soon. Wow, that was a that was that was a great conversation. I definitely. You know, speaking speaking with a lot of different artists is, is always amazing because, you know, it's actually very interesting because I sit in and work in, work on fits and fits kind of sits in the middle of obviously fashion, which is a extreme form of art and, you know, business and, and marketplace building and stuff like that. And so, you know, one thing that I've always said since I started the business was how much artists keep me going and keep me inspired and keep me motivated to keep working and I feel like there's a lot of different parts of that but like I definitely treat everything that I'm doing in terms of building this company as a piece of art that like you said you know you can you can make a few mistakes you can make a few lines it's all about improvising you know what I mean it's all about keep going and in making something that you want to make making something that is honest to you because if that is the case, and if you do make something that's honest to you, then you will get everything that, that you, you've always wanted. So I definitely think, you know, the mentality of being an artist and the mentality of, you know, even being a CEO, which sounds so far apart, um, is actually very similar. So I definitely just really uh, appreciated his words today. And I definitely think, you know, I can apply that in a lot of different places in my life. Um, other than that, yeah, we're home. And we're going to be home for a little while. Hope, hopefully my mom's not in here. She doesn't hear this, but I'll be home for a little while. Definitely kind of want to wanna use this time to remember where I'm from. You know what I mean? Um, be, be humble, you know? So I'll have time to kind of be home and, and it just kind of, you know, come back to, to where everything started. So, I'm I'm just really excited to do that thing. You know, living out in New York is cool. Everything is very fast paced and you know, you can even potentially lose yourself in New York at times. So I think, you know, always going back, like remembering where you're from and you know, just being humble and, and starting back from scratch a lot of times can help you, you know, take that next step. I feel like for me, I I'm I'm very happy with like the progress that I've made to get to this point, but I definitely feel like I have another gear that that I can tap into that I haven't tapped into yet. And so, you know, it's about kind of figuring out how you can go and execute that. And so for me, there's there's definitely a lot of different things in my life that make up kind of the output that happens. But I think that some of those habits, some of those you know, non-negotiable things in my life have to continue to get stronger, have to continue to get better. And I think, you know, discipline 
in general is something like I said is is a muscle that you always keep working and so that's definitely something that I'm consistently working on I definitely feel like I came here to get a little fresh reset and try to hit another gear because there's definitely kind of a lot more that that I feel like we could do and so you know it's mostly about kind of being grounded resetting and then moving from there so we'll see how that journey goes but um yeah no I'm excited to be home it's a crazy because my little brother's going to college too so you know it'll be fun but um we'll we'll see how everything goes other than that um yeah that's about it for the episode today next episode is next sunday august 14th that's actually going to be the season finale for season one of game of power um my birthday is the week after that and then i'll be in vegas the week after that so I'm actually going to take a little two-week hiatus after this. So next week, we're actually going to have the founder and CEO of Koyo come on to the show. He's uh, Koyo is a big leather goods company. They actually have their store on Lafayette Street in New York. Um, and it's just a big fashion brand. So I'm super excited to talk to him and learn as much as possible about what it's like, you know, building and running like a really big brand. He'll be on. Um, you know, the biggest fashion designer that that's come on here. So that's going to be really cool. Um, Hopefully we can get one more interview in during that time slot, but then we'll take a little two week break and and get, and get back to it when the school starts. So, you know, this is uh, almost, almost it for the first season of Game of Power. I I really love this show. You know, sometimes I, during the day, I'll tell myself like, yo, you know, you don't really feel like recording the episode, but every single time, I mean, it comes out, amazing and it comes out to no fault and so it definitely goes to show you that you know there is a voice in there that can can creep up on you and tell you talk you out of things that you know you should be doing um so that's definitely very interesting we gotta we gotta keep an eye on that but all in all thank you for watching game of power thank you for watching episode seven of game of power i'm gonna see you all next week for the season finale so let's just uh see how it goes Have a good one, everyone.